This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 156 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Horse-drawn ice cream. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections offers the whole universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips. Shop with them online at equestriancollections.com. Plus, Uncle Jimmy's brand products at uncle-jimmy's.com. And Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. We bring you the news through hell, high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop calls. It's time again for Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. Howdy, everybody. This is Glenn the Geek from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, Helena is out today. She is uh, recovering from her surgery. This show is being recorded a little bit ahead of time, and she had just gotten done her, with her knee surgery over the last couple of days. She's doing fine. I hear that she's uh, well-drugged, so that's why she's not here today, because you probably wouldn't understand her anyway. But she said that she's doing well and that uh, the surgery went well, so we're hoping the best for Helena. We're thinking about you and praying for you, and I'm hoping you come back soon, because doing shows by yourself isn't much fun. It's much more fun doing them with Helena here. But I do have a fun show lined up for you today. We have a guy, and we've never done this in all the time we've been on the on the air in three years. We've never had somebody from a carriage company, let alone a very unique carriage company, like Brian Mason has at the Marshall Carriage Company in Marshall, Michigan. It's about the center of Michigan, and they do some unique things. They do some ordinary things, and they do some unique things, and we're going to find out all about them. He has a one-of-a-kind business there in Marshall, Michigan. So we're going to talk to him in a few minutes, and also we're going to have the tack and habit uh, item of the day. I'm going to be speaking with a lovely lady by the name of Maureen about her way to solve the problem of wasting all that money on those big round bales out in the field. So we're going to talk to her about that as well. Well, let's get right to it. Let's uh, get to talking to our main guest, Brian, who will be up here shortly, right after I speak to you about the tremendous coupon code that Equestrian Collections has provided for us. You can go to equestriancollections.com, and when you're in checkout, you'll get $10 off your next order of $120 or more just by using the coupon code HRN, HRN, like Horse Radio Network. And you'll get that $10 off your next order of $120 or more. And that even includes their fantastic sales section. They have up to 70% off of many items in their closeout section there at Equestrian Collections. You want to go in there because at any one time, they have 100, 200 items in there that you can choose from at tremendous discounts. And this Horse Radio Network coupon code applies to even those items. So whether you're looking for brand new items for the fall, 
you need something for your husband, for your kids, for your horse, it doesn't matter. You'll find it at a price you can afford at equestriancollections.com. And don't forget to follow them on Facebook. Just search for Equestrian Collections. They have almost 30,000 fans that are enjoying the content. They put up some neat stuff on their Facebook page, and you'll want to check it out at Equestrian Collections on Facebook. And now it's time to go to a guy who's running a business up there. I can't wait to hear how he got it started and everything because it's kind of unique. I saw an article about his newest vehicle and the newest part of his business, which we'll get to in a minute. But it was terrific. I saw it there and I thought it was it would be a lot of fun to talk to him about it, find out what inspired him to do this. So his name is Brian Manson. He's from the Marshall Carriage Company and Ghost Tours in Marshall, Michigan. And here's Brian. Well, hi, Brian, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. It's good to have you on. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, you know, we've ne- we've been doing these shows for three years now, and we have never had anybody from a carriage company on. And as I said earlier, I came across you in an article that was done about your new uh, rig that's pretty much, i got to believe, one of a kind in this country right now. But we'll talk about that in a little while. What, uh, what, what motivated you to get started with a carriage company? Were you into horses growing up? Well, actually, never was really into horses. My uncle was a farrier, and of course, I grew up in the country where you know a lot of neighbors had horses and things like that. Uh, also, had some uh, family that lived on Mackinac Island, which is a you know a horse-driven uh, community. We just so did was... a show on Mackinac Island like two weeks ago. Did you? Okay, yeah. So I was up there for you know quite a few summers uh, and and helped out with the horses, and of course, you never were one got of paid, those but, four thousand uh... people they talked about that come in in the summers to work there. <laughs> That's right. I was one of the ones that worked for nothing. I actually used to <laughs> I actually used to sing up there in an Irish band and when we were on tour, uh we would stop there and uh, we'd be there for a week or two at a time singing every night, but during the day I was bored, so uh, my cousin hooked me up at the stables and I started driving horses uh and and helping out. So that that was kind of how yeah, that was my horse experience uh in my older years and and then from there moving to Marshall uh, which is, uh, you know, what the largest uh, historic district um, for an urban area in the United States. And when I moved here, uh, now, where instantly, is Marshall? Where is Marshall? Well, we're centrally located in Michigan. We're, we're kind of on the west side, uh, sixty uh, I sixty nine ninety four between like the cities of uh, Kalamazoo and Ann Arbor. Let's say we're okay. directly in the middle there. So it's a it's a small little community about uh, about just under seven thousand people, but. We have the largest uh, historic district for an urban area in the United States. It's all the homes here were built by folks from upstate New York. We were actually supposed to be the capital of Michigan and lost by one vote. So huh. that's how all these homes and, and things came here. And so when I came here, I thought, wow, what better way? They have tour, tours here, but they're, they weren't really put together on a schedule. And I thought, let's show people the, the, the city by horse and buggy. And that was, that was, that's how it worked. I mean, from the day I moved in, uh, I, I remember the first day I was driving around looking for a house and I drove past this barn and I said, someday I'm going to rent that barn and that's going to be my carriage company. And a year later I rented that barn and pulled in the driveway and the folks said yes. And that's how it happened. It was, it was game on after that. <laughs> huh. Who would have who thought now? And so their inspiration really came from being on Mackinac Island. 
Yeah, uh, I, I believe so because uh, having went up there, you know, as a as a kid, and then you know through my young adult years, uh, it really inspired me to. And then I have a lot of Amish friends and also Mennonite friends over in the Ontario uh, area, and so. I had hung with them for a lot of years, and I was really inspired by, you know, their their ways of travel and, and the horse and buggy, and, and I thought, you know, what a better way to portray a historic city than to have a horse and buggy tour, and of course it's expanded from there. We do you know, all kinds of different tours now, not just the historic tour, and everybody comes from all over uh, to see the horses, and it's really been a, it's been a, it really is an inspiration. Uh, I The first day I drove to town, I'll tell you a quick story i they had done a big newspaper article on us coming to town and i owned one carriage and one horse and uh i I came to town and people were standing on their porches clapping (laughs) thumbs up horns honking uh people actually people showed up at my store people had been in the community for 30 40 years with tears in their eyes saying thank you what a great what a great deal this is for the city so this is our second year and we're still getting that response so when I drive through town, it's not just a it's not just a carriage coming. It is a whole it's a whole inspirational thing to me and to all the employees I have. So we really, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a, a really fun trip. So Sounds far. more like <laughs> a the attitude of a midwestern town than what we would imagine as a a North, as a Michigan town. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It, it is exactly that. Um, it's a very tight community. It's the type of community where. Uh, we'll take tours, and people will be sitting on their porch drinking lemonade or iced tea, iced tea and pay, uh, playing checkers. Uh, that's exactly the type of town it is. And for having 7,000 people, it's amazing how everybody knows everything. It's, it's that small of a, of a community, even though 7,000 people, that sounds like a lot. I grew up in a town of 500. So to me, this is a, <laughs> like a metropolis. <laughs> this is huge. <laughs> it's funny. We had the same kind of upbringing because I grew up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. So I was in amongst the Amish and Mennonites and had a lot of uh, friends on both sides there. So it was the same, exactly. same way. And that, you know, I got into driving later on as well. Now, you also have the American Museum of Magic. I mean, right there. Yes, in Marshall. Yes, we have the American <laughs> Museum of Magic, which is the only museum of magic in the United States and uh, also one of the largest collections of uh, uh, Harry Houdini's uh, uh, magic tricks and, and personal items. Uh, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. One of a kind. One of a kind. It's uh, it's a a nifty place. They actually have the American Museum of Magic Museum as well, which is uh, is behind the the actual museum. Uh, it is actually the library, and in the library, which is really neat, famous magicians have come here. Uh, Penn and Teller. I, I'm not sure which one came, Penn or Teller, but they've been here to study. The one that um, talks. Uh, Exactly, right. <laughs> Whatever one that was. <laughs> and uh, David Copperfield's been here. Um, these people come, and then also magicians that you maybe you know, don't hear about in the limelight, they come here and actually study uh, magic tricks uh, right here in Marshall, Michigan. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Houdini's family has been here. Um, it's a, it, that is a very, very interesting thing to have in this community. We have a lot of neat things in this community, and that's one thing that my business does is we highlight those things. So that uh, you know, tourists and, and people that you know live in the surrounding areas can come and enjoy all that we have in a small you know midwestern town. All right, so let's talk about what you do have, and let's talk about horses because this is a horse show. So, you got it. All right, so you do the you do the downtown carriage rides like we're familiar with in in, in many sure. towns, right? You got it. Yes, and we you do. do weddings. 
Yes, we do. And you also do a couple of other things, but let's stop there for a minute. What's your horse of choice? Do you have horses that you prefer? Well, I am a Percheron guy. Hey! Uh, I, I, <laughs> Me too. I, I love my Percherons. I have. Uh, I always two say galleys. the bigger, the blacker, the better. <laughs> That's right. You got it. I have. Uh, I have. Uh, you know, dappled, and uh, they are uh, Chief and Gabe. They're both ten years old, and they are. They are really the the the. The brute force of the carriage company. Everybody in town loves the Percherons. But I do also have a team of Belgians, uh, Belgian mares. Uh, and as feisty as they are, and uh, kind of sometimes a little, they're a little more on the uh, uh, stubborn side. So uh, they were Amish workhorses, though, beforehand. The Percherons were actually, uh, uh, they did historical carriage rides. And actually, one of my Percherons worked for uh, SeaWorld down in Florida. He was a picture horse. That's where he just stood all day and people took pictures of him. Oh, there's so a I job. bought yeah. Yeah, there's a great Bet job. Bet he wishes he had that one back right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but I'll tell you, they love to work. Uh, I have a rule that uh, anyone that goes to the barn, they are not allowed to touch any of the harnesses unless they are going to harness a horse and take them for a ride. Because if you go to my barn, they all come inside. And if you touch anything, they wiggle. I mean, I've never seen it. Almost like big dogs. They, they get so excited. And they all, when we take one horse, uh, like today we brought Chief into town. So uh, when we, as we're riding out with Chief, all the other horses are running down the pasture, whinnying and, and wanting to come. So <laughs> they enjoy their jobs. They really do. What uh, does it take you long? To, are you buying them already road safe, or does it take you long to get them broke for road? Uh, they're already road safe when I buy them. Uh, I did have, when I bought Gabe the Percheron, I, uh, the one Percheron gelding, he, he was, he wasn't as fine tuned as the others. Um, so he took some time. I, I did actually, uh, get with a farrier who also did horse psychology, which I, I, you know, I knew existed, but I never met anybody like that. And so he worked with, uh, Gabe last summer for quite a while. And we actually got Gabe, uh, to be one of probably well, if not the best horse we have, one of the best uh, between him and Chief. And so that was the only horse we really had some issues with that we had to, you know, we had to, we had to get him so that he felt safe with us and he knew that he was going to be with us and be part of our family. And I, I think just because he had been, you know, out and about working and, and probably maybe bought and sold a few times, he, you know, he had to develop some trust with us. And so that's what we did. But other than that, uh, they are all, you know, road safe. We're already broke uh, for driving when we get them. And now I assume you're, you, are you putting Borium on their shoes? Is that uh, how we keep them from yeah. slipping? Yes. Yep. That's what we use is Borium. Uh, and I'm, you know, I, I know Mackinac Island, I think, uses uh, rubber shoes. And I, I've never used rubber, but we do put the rubber pads in between the shoes, which, uh, you know, seems to help out. Um, we also have a horse, uh, you know, we have a chiropractor as well, so uh, our horses get uh, really good care. Well, uh, you know, I, that's I, one of the biggest things, and you've heard, too, there's been all of these people, and I, I don't agree with them, by the way, but I, I mean, I guess there's sure. exceptions to every rule, but, you know, there's been all these people that are up in arms over the carriage companies, quote-unquote, and you got it. New York and Chicago and every other place, sure. and I'm sure there's carriage companies that are awful. You know, I, I, I'll oh, give you that, just like in any industry. Um, Without a doubt. But so, so as far as the care of your horses, I'm looking at pictures of them. They don't look skinny, that's for damn sure. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I think this one I'm looking at is a little chunky, the one uh, Belgian. 
Yeah, he, he probably a little chunky. And actually, those <laughs> Belgians came to us probably, you know, we're guessing 300 pounds underweight. So when when we got them, it took us, you know, several months, you know, to get to get them to where they are now. You know, they certainly didn't look like that when we got them. Even our Percherons, you know, were lacking a bit. And so we beefed them up quite a bit. And, uh, you know, they're, they're all the better for it, for sure. Well, and, and I mean, you're in a smaller town, granted. So um, sure. you, you sure. have the space. You probably have a farm for the horses. Yeah, we have a, well, it's a four-acre parcel, but then we also have, like, uh, you know, in the winter times when we close. See, they work, they, and they don't work every day, so, you know, I, I rotate them. So, you know, Chief, we were open until 10 o'clock tonight, so it was a Friday night. So Chief might work till oh, I don't know, 5, so he'd come in 11 to 5, and then we'll go home and get two more and bring two carriages in for the nighttime because we're busy at night. And so... Chief gets to go home. So, yeah, we, we rotate. You know, that's, uh, that's a big thing. Um, horse care is number one with us. And, you know, as, as you know, any carriage company, even a small town, we do receive concerns from, you know, certain groups and whatnot uh, about, you know, running carriages and things like that. But I'll tell you, I have, we maintain the best we possibly can. I mean, like I well, say, our horses, we... The argument, and again, there probably are exceptions to every rule, but sure. but for the most part, the carriage company uh, guys that I know, their livelihood revolves around those horses. They want to keep them sound. Oh, you've got thousands of dollars just in horses, and then the horse care on top of that, which is thousands more. Right. Uh, there's there's no way that, that, that an owner or even any of my employees, which, by the way, are all uh, horse people, they all show on weekends and things like that, we that's our job you know our number one goal is to make sure the horse is is healthy and happy so that's that's yeah that's the way it is you know glenn i've been a i've been a vegan for a lot of years i was vegetarian before that so when i started this business the first thing i thought of because of obviously being a you know a, a non-meat eater i thought well you know gosh should i really be doing this and does it go against my ethical you know, beliefs, and you know what? It doesn't, because uh, I see the way my horses react, and I see, I, I, I feel what they, what, what they want, and they don't appear to, to not well, want to be in you town. Know what? Most, most <laughs> so. horses, you know, I'll say most again, most horses yeah. want a job. Most horses want to work. Sure. They want to do, and especially, you know, I've owned Percherons, too, big ones, and... Yeah. You know, they they need a job. They want a job. They want something to do. They want to feel useful. They were made for that. Um, you got it. And and you know, there's nothing they like better than pulling. You know they they like, and they also like standing still and sleeping too. But they oh like, absolutely. <laughs> they like. Pulling. I'm sure cheap they, is sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> and they like attention. I mean, they do like the attention too. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. Where else can they go? And you know, we sell little feed bags uh, to the public for a dollar. And you know, there are times during the day kids are lined up, you know, to to give a handful of food to the horses and then pet the horses. I mean, they get they've got to love that. There's just no way all that attention. Who would want to be sitting in a field somewhere doing nothing all day when they can come to town and work and and you know get the exercise, be out in the public and and get all the loving they can get it's it's great you know i i think they enjoy it uh, that's that's my belief all right now let before we get to after the break before we get to to your two unique ventures um i want to ask you about the the wedding thing and the carriage thing what are some of the stories what what are the crazy things that have happened either with wedding 
have any of them gotten divorced right after, uh, you know, or in a big fight? Or, you know, what are the crazy, you, you had a runaway horse and the bride and groom got dumped in a lake? You know, are there any of those good stories? Oh, Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Unfortunately, <laughs> probably for me. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, all press is good press, I guess. But I don't know about that one. Uh, I will see. I have a wedding today. I'm a uh, I'm a, a minister as well, so I perform weddings here in town. So I'll see. There will, maybe today will be the one <laughs> to tell you about. I hope not. <laughs> but, you have to have a funny story or two from the. Oh my goodness! You know. I, the only story that I can ever think of is, uh, is I'm sure there's tons of them, but uh, it gets pretty crazy down here at night. And I do know that we get some of the people that have been out, of course, partying all night, and uh, they want to go for a ride. And uh, I had a, a young fellow that worked for me that was also a minister, and uh, so I always called him Rabbi nice guy. He come back from a ride. This one girl in this group, I mean, she was eyeing him up. And when he come down the road, I thought, he was coming back to the back to the station. I thought, what is going on? It just looked like too many things in the driver's seat. <laughs> well, this young lady had her leg uh, wrapped right up around his shoulder. She was standing on the back seat, had her leg wrapped around the driver's with her with her uh, dress on. I mean, she was making all the moves on him, and it was the it, that was funny. Now that was a funny time because he did not live that down because his wife happened to be walking through town oh, with her. <laughs> And saw this, and of course he was being the kind uh, tour guide that he is. And he said, "God, I didn't know what to tell her." He goes, "All of a sudden, she was standing there. Next thing I know, her legs over the seat. Next thing I know, her legs over top of me." And, you know, so, no yeah, alcohol we had, we had involved. Oh then, yeah, you know we get we get we get that we get that, uh, which uh, it makes for a fun night, you know. So uh, she stalked him for a while, but uh, that, that it ended. Yeah, <laughs> we all wish that we'd get stalked at once. You know, if we're being yeah, honest know, I, as guys, we wish that would happen to us at some time or another. Oh, never absolutely, does. Ab- absolutely, no, no, it never happens. <laughs> never, never. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, as far as that goes, we've had a you know. Funny stories afterwards, you know. Uh, you know, we 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 sideswiped the car once in a in a cruise. Uh, they had a big cruise in the fountain. We sideswiped the lady's car, and thank God it was only a surface scratch. But uh, you know, they get wild and crazy with their cars, and that's one thing that I, I gotta say is, uh, boy, people, when you're when 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 you see horse and buggies, cars do not get it most of the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and, you uh, know, unless you've grown up where we grew up, you and I, uh, right? You're not gonna get it. No, they don't no. know whether so they should get... pass or not pass, and and then when they do pass, they get too darn close to you. You know, it, it's all. Oh, of that. It, yeah. So you know, we've had to, we've kind of had to retrain the whole city uh, into that mentality of oh, there's horses on the road now, and it's, and it's this year's working out better than it did last year. Last year was a little hairy, scary because people just didn't even get it. They thought we were going to go 30 miles an hour down through town, and that's not the case, obviously. Yeah. So <laughs> this year we're, we, we've trained people pretty well, so <laughs> they watch out for us now. All right, we're going to take a little break here, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the two very unique things that you do as a carriage company, and we're going to be right back with... Uh, with Brian Mason, who is from Marshall Carriage Company in the beautiful state of Michigan. Well, at least you're in the beautiful part. So glad you're not doing this in Detroit. We'll be right back. No. 
Regular listeners to the Stable Scoop show know that Helena and I just love Uncle Jimmy's and his fantastic line of products. His products have the highest quality ingredients, and that is why they have taken off like they have. Of course, it all started with Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls for use in the stalls, and then came squeezy buns. We know you need to reward your horse outside of the stall as well. That is why Uncle Jimmy developed Uncle Jimmy's squeezy buns. Squeezy buns are all natural and loaded with nutritional ingredients for your horse. Unlike similar products on the market, they are individually wrapped to preserve freshness and eliminate mess. With competitive pricing and Uncle Jimmy's quality guarantee, the Squeezy Buns promise to be a hit among horses and horse lovers alike. Learn more about all of Uncle Jimmy's products or to find a dealer, visit uncle-jimmys.com. That's uncle-jimmys.com. All right, we're back. And Brian, you know, we uh, we were talking about obviously the, the what I would call ordinary things that every carriage company does, and that's weddings and and the downtown rides and all of that. But you also do two different things. How did you get into doing haunted carriage rides? And tell us what that is. Well, I'll tell you, the, the it started out as a walking tour first. Uh, I bought a 1870s home here in Marshall, and that. Believe it or not, and I, I still not, I'm not sure that I believe it, but uh, is haunted. Uh, it has several strange. Did you buy uh, it with the ghosts, or did you have to buy them separately and bring them in? <laughs> yeah, I had to buy those separately. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They came ghosts with the are house. Us. Uh, yeah, they came with the house, and I thought I was nuts, you know. So I, after a while, my family and I living in the house, I thought. You know, I've got a, I started talking to some of the neighbors, and I said, you know, this is really weird. Uh, this, 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 and this has happened. And So anyway, long story short, I began to understand that I, I wasn't the only person in Marshall that had a haunted house. We've got homes here from, you know, 1840s. You know, uh, this, was a, this was one of the last stops in the Underground Railroad. You know, there's a lot of things that happened in Marshall. There was a lot of people, very resilient people that built this city. So it made sense to me that maybe some of those spirits still... Uh, you know, still lingered here long after they were deceased. So I put together a walking tour. Well, people started, you know, people started saying it's a 90-minute walking tour. And, of course, we had we had folks that couldn't walk that far. And, and, and why don't you do it on a carriage? And so I thought, you know what, this is great. Well, I said, for a special, I'll do it in October, before Halloween, as a carriage-drawn ghost tour. It was so successful and and so packed that I decided to keep running it November, December, and I'll tell you, I closed January, February, and March. I closed my retail store, and we still did tours on weekends with full carriages. Now, not every weekend, because, of course, it's wintertime here, but uh, we still had folks coming in the middle of February booking carriage ghost tours, and now, so this summer, (laughs) we run them, and we are booked every weekend, like four days a week, I could tell you, that the carriages are booked at night. They leave at night. It's a 90-minute trip through Marshall, starts at our cemetery, which has graves uh, dating back to the Revolutionary War. Uh, there's great stories out there. Uh, people can bring picnic baskets. Some people bring wine. Some people bring, you know, drinks and, you know, coffee, whatever they want. And so they make a whole night of it. And it's a lot of fun. And it meanders through town. You get the history of Marshall, plus you get to stop at the homes that have paranormal activity. It, it, it just has been a you know, it's very, uh, it's a very popular tour. So my walking tour is still popular, but everybody waits for the carriage tour. 
and that's that's one of the the services oh, that I'd we offer. I'd do it in the carriage tour too. Why not? <laughs> oh, absolutely! Oh, like you know we have the oh we have the lanterns hanging off the side. And does the, the, does the driver down. then act as the tour guide? No, I, I send two people. I have okay. a driver. The driver acts as kind of the historian because all my drivers know the history of other things in town. While we're going stop to stop, you also get the history. Then I have a paranormal guide, is what I call them. I have uh, uh, a couple of young folks that live in town that have been in the paranormals. Uh, you know, um, research and such uh, through their you know high school days. They were always interested in it. So after college, or some of them are in college. Would be the weird kids the... that we knew that dressed in black. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I couldn't replace them for the world. I have no idea where they came now from. Now we know what they, they do for it. a living. Now we always wondered what they ended up as. Now we know they work for you. You got it. Uh, I've had people come in here and they say, where did you get that guy? Like, you know, the one fellow that works for me, he said, where did you get it? I goes, why? Is everything okay? They said, no, he's perfect. Does he act like that all the time? I said, yes. You <laughs> know, I, I'm buying the whole paranormal thing because we actually lived, we had a house that we had bought in central Pennsylvania that was, we had a friendly ghost. Uh, we, we actually named her Agnes. And okay. and she was a friendly ghost, uh, but we definitely had one. And, and all of our we had a business in that place, and every one of the biz, uh, employees experienced Agnes at one point or another. So, oh wow! Everybody that worked there believed too before they left. Let me tell you. Now, now this sounds like fun. It does sound like a good time, uh, and I love that kind of thing. I think those are just really cool things to do. It is. Do you use it a is. big wagon for that? Do you carry like multiple people at a time? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Well, we well we do. A, you know, I have a, a six to nine passenger, and well, I have four. I have three passenger carriages. So when we're doing our regular nightly tours, I try to keep the groups down to like six yeah. at a time. So each wag, each each buggy has six, so that way they're getting a you know it's an intimate uh, night. You know, it's not just and they're being people. pulled now, by a single or a pair. Uh, usually a pair. pair usually yeah. a pair. Uh, yep. Usually a pair. Usually the Percherons because they're faster. <laughs> so, yep. But uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, as October or September and October come, now what we'll do is we'll get the uh, we'll get larger, like um, you know, the nicer hay wagons uh, where people can sit, and we'll probably pack on you know fifteen people at a time. Uh, that definitely will be a, you know teams will be running those because now like we we actually get one of my one of my bookings just uh, in the last couple of weeks was for 50 people at one time. Mm. So they're bringing a bus in uh, of people. They're taking 50 people Did you just hook the horses up time. to the bus? Yeah, I could just probably hook them right <laughs> to the bus, put be four easier. of them right on the bus and drag them through town. That might be a good idea. I, I have to, I'll have to, I'll have to think about that one. <laughs> so, but, you know, so we have, you know, and even on certain days, you know, when we have buses come in, like last year we did 62 people. Uh, 62 people took the ghost tour, either walking wow. or carriage, and 62 people took our regular horse-drawn uh, uh, tour during the day. So we do a lot of, it's a lot of organization. As you know, with horses, you know, you have to, uh, it's you know it's a lot of work. It's yep, a lot of work. It is. It's a lot it is. of prep just, time. You know, it's just a... cleaning them up and tacking them up. And anybody that's uh, harnessed up the draft horse knows that that's that takes a little bit longer than than you know saddling up your average horse. So absolutely. Um, and I'll tell you the the girls that work for me, I, I should point out, are all of probably eighty to ninety pounds. And these young girls harness those horses, and I have never seen anything like this in my life. Uh, they are absolutely. Fantastic! Uh, the way they and people in town can't believe when they meet the tour guide and they're these you know young girls 
19 to, I think our oldest is 23, and, you know, their size, and they're running these, you know, huge draft horses. And with with one hand, they don't even you know it's yeah. it, it's amazing. It really is amazing. I tell you get... what, I'm I, you're, you're I'm getting the itch. I got to come up there to Marshall and and <laughs> drive me a Percheron. You got to come up anytime or come up anytime, anytime. All right, let's... love to have you. I'm speaking to Brian Mason of Marshall Carriage Company there in Michigan. And one of the unique things, and the reason I found him was an article that was done because you have a very unique vehicle that I don't know if there's another one like it out there that's actually working like yours is. Tell us about what you made. Well, we, uh, together with one of my Amish friends, uh, I came up with an idea last summer that I wanted to deliver ice cream, like the old days, by horse and buggy. So I went and bought a, uh, an Amish top box buggy in Indiana, an old one. It was an old ratty one. And I took it to my Amish buddy uh, about 40 miles from here, and I said, this is what I want it to look like. This is what I want it to do. What can we do? So we spent part of the wintertime uh, designing and working on this buggy, and starting this summer, we opened up probably, Glenn, the nation's only horse-drawn ice cream wagon that I know of. I, I, I have called all over. just thinking about it. That is it the is, coolest thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is bright red with yellow wheels, yellow undercarriage, uh, yellow fills. It is it fun. Says ice it cream is... and novelties on the side, and and it has it's 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 hard side wagon, isn't it? Well, it's, it's hard. It's it's a soft side because it's okay. actually uh, you know it's the soft side. Uh, um, yeah, vinyl. it looks hard actually when the pictures. Yeah, I yeah, it does. And yeah. So I assume we're carrying. We don't have a generator on board this thing. So I assume we're we're just carrying ice chests. Uh, we carry. We carry. We have a freezer in the back, and actually, no, we do not have a generator. We're running it off battery power. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you got that from um, the Amish too. You got it. I do everything the way they would do it, and uh, that's all. So the ice cream stays solid on your trip? I, it does. I'll tell you what we have to do. It's it's kind of cumbersome until I come up with another uh, another way of doing it. Either either a generator of sorts that would that would fasten underneath. But I wanted to get it on the road, and so we figured this was the best way to do it. We can get about five to six hours of of use out of it before we have to return back to the store or back to the barn to plug it in, refreeze, restock, and then we either go out again or we're done for the day. A lot of times the truck only runs for five or six hours. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what I would imagine anyway. Yeah, now, exactly. Now, do you have, are you playing the ice cream music? Yeah, well, actually, I uh, I changed it up a little bit because I didn't, Okay, well, one of the things is sometimes ice cream trucks are synonymous with, uh, you know, people don't like the ice cream trucks, especially in some of these towns. You get these uh, people that are driving, you know, old vans with ice cream stickers on yeah. the side, and a lot, of, a lot of parents are funny about letting their kids get ice cream from these uh, right. these these. It's trucks. not like when we grew and up so, when, when, you know, you could run out and nobody cared and... Oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. And now you have people coming in from other cities. You know, they don't even live here, so they're coming in from other cities maybe an hour away. You don't know them. So I thought to myself, i got to build something. I heard, I had heard that comment so many times about the ice cream person, you know, coming around. I thought, you know what, I'm going to build a horse-drawn horse ice cream wagon that families can come out to. There's going to be nice, clean-cut people running them. Uh, it's going to be, you know, clean, safe, and it's going to be fun for the whole family. And that's what 
I came up with. And that's why we did it, so we could offer a service here, A, a service that will bring people in to actually see it, because we get a lot of people that come in that want to just see the ice cream wagon. Yeah, well, yeah, it's uh, unique. <laughs> yeah, and we want something that services the, the community with, you know, wholesome fun, good now, wholesome fun. Do you have the bell at least? Ding, 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 uh, ding. Well, no, actually... No, we well we do have a bell, but we all but we do have the song that plays is the entertainer. That's what I was getting at. I okay. uh, I decided to switch it up a little bit, and I play the entertainer. Uh, That's better anyway. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and people now recognize that as my song. So when they hear that, they know they got a couple minutes to get their quarters and dollars. Well, you know what? <laughs> I never thought about it. You have more time to get out the door with yours than you do the truck that's driving by. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially when we take the Belgians, because they're so slow. <laughs> they're so darn slow. Those are the ones that work the carriage, uh, the ice cream carriage, because you can catch them, you know? So um, it's, uh, it, it, it works out great. Um, it, it, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, I and think, I'll tell you, congratulations. That, what a great idea. I love the ingenuity Thank of you. it. And I, I love that it, it's in a little town, and that's probably why it works really well as well. Um, we'll post pictures of the ice cream truck on our Facebook page, and Great. we'll also post links out to your your website. Your your website. Do you have anyone other than the? Uh, is it hauntedmarshall.com? Yeah, that's hauntedmarshall.com. Once again, Glenn, I am a horse and buggy guy through and through, and I am not computer savvy, and so. Forgive me for not having a web website, but well, you uh, do have a Facebook we, page. It's at Marshall Carriage do. Company, and you can yes, just search do. for that. And uh, I'm a I'm a fan on there, so we'll put links to that in Great. our show notes as well. This has been Great. so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us and talking about your unique carriage company. Now I can't wait. I hey. want to do the haunted tour. I want to eat all the ice cream in the back. And, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I I want to on my bucket list. Is coming up there. I am looking at the pictures on your Facebook page. I the absolutely beautiful picture of your two gray Percherons driving in the snow with the princess oh, yeah. carriage on the back and the guy in the top hat. That is a beautiful picture. And that that's me in the top hat. Is that you? Okay. That's with a with a beard. I decided to grow a beard last year. This day I don't normally have a beard, but that yeah, that's me. I, I grew up for Christmas time last year. Oh, so. that yep, that, that is one of me. the most beautiful pictures. Well, thank you. I'll tell you, it's uh, it, it's it's a it's been a beautiful business, and I'll tell you, it's a lot of fun. And I I, I really have done a lot of things in my life, but I. I, I can't imagine me doing anything else from here on out. So uh, it's, it's been a true inspiration and just unbelievable experience. So I look forward to many, many seasons. All right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you being on, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, Glenn. Thanks a ton. Well, I really appreciate Brian joining us here and talking all about his carriage company. I'll post pictures on our face or on our show notes at stablescoop.com and also on our Facebook page, and we'll put links to his website and all of his pictures. Well, you got to see this ice cream wagon. It's great. Well, next up is our Tack and Habit segment that's brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You know, when horsemen were asked what they were looking for in a nutritional supplement for their horses, the answer was easy, one that is affordable, effective, and scientifically proven. Kentucky Performance Products took that message to heart and developed supplements that meet those needs. All of their supplements from Nalox Equine and Acid to Summer Games Electrolytes and Joint Armor are formulated based on sound research. They are affordable, and you can count on them to deliver 
deliver results. To choose the right supplement from Kentucky Performance Products for your horse, go to kppusa.com. Or to learn more about nutrition and interact with the experts at KPP, join their Facebook page. Just search for Kentucky Performance Products on Facebook. Thank you so much to KPP for their continued support of our Tack and Habits segment. Well, today we're going to talk with a lovely lady by the name of Maureen Hall from Prospect Equine Farms, Incorporated in Ontario, Canada. I found this product on Facebook the other day, and I said, i got to talk to her about this because it looks fantastic. What it is is a round bale feeder. Now, we've all seen the different ones that TSC has and all the metal ones that you can put around your round bales to keep them from migrating across the pasture or the horses just breaking them all up and sleeping on them, which is normally what happens. These were a little different in that they they're made of what looks like a poly or plasticly rubbery kind of material. We'll find that out. And But they just looked lighter, and they looked like I loved the design of them. I loved the way the horses would interact with the bales in them, and I love the fact that they really looked like they would save the bales, and they were safe and sturdy. So I want to talk to Maureen about the round bale feeder. Let's have a chat with her now. Well, hi, Maureen, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Glad to be here. Well, I, you know, I came across your product on Facebook, I think. I'm pretty sure it was Facebook. I saw a posting, and I followed the lead, and I, I came across your product, and I said, you know, that seems to solve some of the problems of the whole feeding round bales outside. We, we do those at our farm, and we don't have any of the other containers of any sort. We dump the round bales out there. And, of course, the horses spread them all out, and they sleep all over them, and half the hay gets wasted. Or before they get to eat it, it's all just gunked up. Exactly. So, so this kind of solves that problem. That's, that's why this product exists, right? That's why we originally got this product. We were going through a round bale uh, every two, three days with six horses out in the field. Oh, wow. And that's they were expensive. just <laughs> – <laughs> That's a substantial loss. They were walking through it, jumping on it, pulling it apart. Now I'm getting seven to eight days on a round bale with six horses out there, and they're big horses. So you've doubled or tripled what you were getting. Exactly, and saved a lot of money. They've more than paid for themselves within a couple months. Now what makes these different, as I explained a little bit earlier, is that they're made of plastic, right? Heavy-duty plastic. Well, it's it's a poly. A poly. So it's, okay. it, it's it's like the Rubbermaid tubs. Okay. Similar to the big Rubbermaid tubs that you see out um, in the paddocks. And so they can be banged, and they, they're a little bit thinner than the Rubbermaid tubs in that um, they're more flexible. Okay. So we thought we have really big horses, and they, they push against it with their chest, and then it just bounces right back. I noticed the pictures. I was looking at the pictures, and your horses look like big, warm, bloody types. They are. We have a couple that are 17-3, a uh, couple draft crosses. We also had some ponies and foals use them as well, and uh, they all really, really work well with them. And you're, you do sport horses, right? Right. My, I have two sons at event, and, oh, okay. I, show, and I show national dressage. So okay. that's what we do with our horses, and we breed a few. All right, so you have a lot of horses. You knew you knew, you had the need, and which is why you started repping this particular product. 
Now, this one is unique, too, because it actually comes apart, right? It comes in four sections, which is really great if you need to store them over the winter or you want to put, or over the summer, or you want to put them away. Um, and it, again, we have not had a section, we have not had anything break on them in the two years that we've been using them. However, if it did happen, at least you'd only have to replace a section. And do you, do they bolt together? They bolt together, very simply. Uh, there's a bolt at the bottom, a bolt at the top, and a few in the middle. And do and and they don't rust or corrode because they're nope. made of this uh, material. Right, and there's no holes for the horses to get into. They kick them, and the the design of them makes them sturdy. Um, the fact that you've got you know extra thickness on the round. If you look at the picture of them, you'll see the round. Um, it kind of it looks like bars, but there's no bars in them. But the design of them makes them sturdy enough that when they kick them, there's nothing that, that happens. Yeah, they sort of have support beams, I would say. Right, Yeah. right. Now, and so the round bale fits in there real well. How about the big square bales? We, put the, we have customers that put the big squares in there as well. Um, some of our customers don't have, um, you know, big tractors, and they, they, they just are able to push their bales out there and, and just lift this right over top of their squares or their rounds as well. Oh, I didn't think about that, the fact that you could lift this over those. Very <laughs> I was thinking easily. about dropping those in, but the advantage to this one is you can pick the thing up. Easily. And I do have a couple customers that will go out and pick up a round bale with their pickup truck and drive it out into the field and dump the round bale into the field, and then they just slip this right over top. That's a great idea. Now, now the other thing I, I would worry about with this is when it gets empty, when there's no hay in it left at all, can the horses push it around? Is, it a, is that a problem? It's, um, because it's design, it's sort of, when they push against it, it flexes. Uh, so it doesn't really Like move. a rubber bucket. Exactly. So it flexes. And I have had them turn it over once, and because of the weight, it's weighted at the bottom, heavier, it just falls right back into place. Okay. And the other thing, have you had any horses get stuck in the middle? No, I have not had okay. any. And, um, <laughs> That's a pony other, thing. That's a <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is it's high enough that it's difficult for them to get their legs over top. Yeah, that's the one thing I was a... going to comment on. Is the height on the sides looks like it's, what, two and a half feet? It's uh, 32 inches. Okay, so it's almost three feet. And then so it, it has those sections that go up that really keep the horses divided, too, kind of like standing stalls. Exactly. It stops them from fighting, and it stops them from biting each other. But I, I find, that with our, especially with our bigger horses, is that the design is that they can get their neck in easily up to their chest, but they can't get the bulk of their chest into the feeder. Okay. So they can't get their legs into the feeder. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, this is cool. Now, the price seems, you know, reasonable for this kind of product. It's, it's mm-hmm. five, I'm, is it five twenty five? Is that five twenty five? Right and now, shipping must be it must be expensive to ship these. That things. is, I I would say the only the only downfall is they do have to ship by freight. Yeah. Um. So depending on where you are, um, if you're in the Midwest, uh, shipping usually runs around eighty ninety dollars. Um, Florida would all obviously be more expensive. California is always more expensive to ship to. Right. Um, but um, and now again, is, it, is it much more like if I wanted to order three or four at the same time? Is it more economical to do it that way, shipping wise? Ab- absolutely, okay. per feeder. Or I have a lot of what I do recommend for a lot of people is that if they have some neighbors that would be interested in one too, that you all, you know, take turns and 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 ship it all together and and just go and pick it up at your neighbors. 
Okay, so that's much cheaper than to do it that way. Shipping Absolutely. Okay. Per unit, it, it makes it much more economical. And where, where can people go to buy them? They can contact us. We can, we can sell them direct. All right, and it's Prospect. We take Visa I'm sorry? What's, what's the website address? It's www.prospectequinefarms.com. Okay. And, and we'll put a link to that in our show notes, too, so that people can find that on our Facebook page. I that love it. Great. I think it's great. I, 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 I just I had those couple of questions about being able to move it around and everything. But uh, other than that, I think you've answered it. And, I, I, boy, if you have round bales, you need something out there. You're just wasting money. Oh, yes. And you're just going through so many. And uh, this has just been a phenomenal price of hay right now. It hasn't gotten any cheaper. That's for No. Sure. And, and also <laughs> because the feeder is higher. Uh, it does, even when they start to rip apart the top of the round bale when you first put it in, it holds it in much better. So it doesn't fall out. Gotcha. So it doesn't okay. fall out around the outside. I mean, you might get a little bit around the outside. Um, and sometimes I go the first day and just go pick up a little bit around the outside if they've dumped a little bit. But um, for the most part, it just all stays right inside. And, and nobody's horses are going to be rougher on them than your warm bloods. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when my stallion first had them. <laughs> All right, thank you, Maureen. All right, thank you very much for contacting us. All right, again, I'll post uh, links to that uh, product also. It's prospectequinefarms.com, and I'll post links to that in our show notes and also on Facebook as well. Well, that's it, everybody. Be sure to log in next Friday for another episode. We actually have now gone over our three-year mark, so I'm sure that Helena and I will be chatting about that next week. And, uh, you know, it just, I can't believe it. It seems like yesterday that we first started these shows, her and I, and I do enjoy working with Alina so much. Uh, you know, you can find details about today's show. As I said, go to stablescoop.com where you can find the links, the photos, and the information about our guests. Please promote it, if you can, on your Facebook page. Tell everybody you know about our show. We've been growing like crazy, and I've been very pleased with the numbers, but there's so many people that don't know about us and I'm sure would benefit from, from all the fun that we put out there. So we would love for you to share it with everybody on Facebook and point them back to stablescoop.com. And as always, we love your feedback, and we would love to hear from you. So if you could just, if you want to drop me an email, it's Glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Many thanks to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products, Equestrian Collections, and Uncle Jimmy's Brand Products. We appreciate them being part of the show. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. And don't forget the new driving radio show. You can find that over at uh, horseradionetwork.com as well as the new Equestrian Legends show. Well, that's it for this week, and normally this would be the point where Helena would mess up the closing, and then we would argue about it for a minute or two, and then we'd actually say goodbye. Instead, I'm just going to say goodbye, everybody. Wear your helmet and be safe. Peace.